to our podcast. <laughs> Julia, do you remember what the podcast is called? <laughs> Unnecessary angst. That is, yep. I did it. My mind really just blacked out there for a second. <laughs> To a <laughs> podcast that we are hosting. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like this time, um, our alcohol's kicked in more than maybe it has in other recordings. We've had like sessions. three sips of alcohol and we're out. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking at least half of this wine glass. Um, oh, you really went in on that from when I first saw you come on to now. You, wow, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I will probably go refill it at some point because that's the mood I'm in tonight. We're going ham. We're going to have fun. It's going to be great. Well, what are you drinking? That's a great question. So I'm drinking a really (laughs) not so great or classy peach Moscato (laughs) because we had it. And no one else was ever going to drink it. And I'm celebrating. So I needed a sparkling wine. What are you drinking, Julia? Well, I am drinking something that looks much less like pink lemonade and more like a white wine. (laughs) Yeah, it does kind of look like pink lemonade. (laughs) You're right. It really does. What kind of white wine-ish thing are you drinking? I'm drinking a Muller-Turgau. Very German. For our very German. German book. You know, mm-hmm. but also because my dad still really loves his German wine. So that that's he does. what I'm left with. That is true. He does love it. He does. German you wine. probably had this wine actually when you were staying over, so Potentially. That's actually probably mm-hmm. pretty accurate. We drank a lot of wine. We did drink a lot of wine. <laughs> I miss it. It was fun. Uh, uh, we're so a very wine family. That's I mean, it's good German family. That's how you gotta be, yeah. you know? <laughs> People think Germany's all about beer, but no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Gotta be a good wine. Maybe, family. maybe, maybe Southern Germany, but mm, no, my family's still a wine drink. family. We don't yeah. drink German wines, but everyone in oh. my family's a wino. <laughs> as long as they're wines, then like, then clearly Germany is wines. Okay. Anyway, how's your life going? <laughs> You know, it's good. I think it's much less exciting than yours. I haven't really had a whole lot going on for me. Um, <laughs> finished a 20-page research report with my excellent, wonderful group last night. Oh, do you want to know what our group name is? Our team name? I do. It is, and I don't think you're prepared for this. Okay. Our team name is Sushi on the Moon with Oscar from Iceland. That is our team name. All of Actually, that. I think we got rid of the from Iceland in the end, so mm. it's just Sushi on the Moon with Oscar. Yeah, I don't know what we were doing last night when we came up with this. <laughs> Who's Is Oscar in your group? Oscar is a meme viral video that went around his... He is my cousin Oscar from Iceland, and he's just screaming about how few daylight hours Iceland has in the wintertime, and that's it. Why does and it not? We watched it when we were delirious, and that was it stuck. I was gonna say it really doesn't surprise me that of any group that you're in, <laughs> the name would involve sushi and Iceland. Oh no! How did this happen? You have obsessions. Too much okay. power. <laughs> I mean, that's a big life development. Coming up with a team name is really hard. So I'm proud of you guys. 
It really is. Thank you. And so that was my week. How was yours? Um, very stressful. I was in the Bay Area in San Francisco this weekend looking at houses, put in an offer on a house, and I'm now in contract for a house. I'm 25. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no one should let me get a mortgage. <laughs> but well, here we meanwhile, I'm 26 and I've never even had my own apartment, so <laughs> we're like the polar opposites here. Yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) My mom kicked me off of everything as soon as I turned. Yeah. Like, 22. She was like, "Mm, you're out of college? Bye. I went crawling back to my parents. Mm. Well, your parents are the best, so, like, I don't blame you. (laughs) Well, I think that we just got too used to being around each other in Vermont. Vermont is a strange, weird place to grow up in. <laughs> That's fair. I I mean, I got too used to being around my mom in Washington, which is why I moved across the country. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> I, I love, love her. The ex- exact different <laughs> reactions. <laughs> I love my mom so much. She's my best friend. But uh, we just, we do better from a distance than we do together yeah. for long periods of time I think I've realized as an adult um mm-hmm. but yeah so I hopefully will soon be a Yay. homeowner hopefully definitely if it goes well by the time this podcast episode comes out if not I'll be crying and still looking for houses and you'll find that out in a couple of weeks so well I'm excited for you. Well, even if it doesn't work out, it's exciting that you're starting this and that you did put in the offer. Um, and it sounds like it's probably going to be fine. I have my uh, fingers crossed. Thank you. I forgot you. what you do with your fingers. <laughs> uh, use zigzag? No, nope. fingers Cross. crossed. Yeah, same thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 10 p.m. <laughs> I have no excuse. It's seven. It's seven for you, so. Yeah, but you're doing a little bit better than I am. I'm, like, really a, off the wagon. I've had such a long day. It's fine, though. Um, So, we should probably give the people yes. what they don't want. But the people are anyways. one person. <laughs> I think we have at least three listeners by now. Um, if you are one of those three listeners, please email us at unnecessaryangstpod at gmail.com. And let us know that you're listening so we don't feel so alone. It's fine. We're fine. Um, so, yeah, let's get through the let's get through the synopses of these chapters. So we'll be discussing chapters seven through nine of The Concealed, continuing our path down Evelyn's journey this week. Um, more drama. More oh things boy. happen. <laughs> Uh, so a lot Julie, happened. So much happens. Why don't you kick us off with all of the fun of Chapter 7? <clears throat> so, we begin Chapter 7 in a very similar way that we have begun many chapters previously, which is we find Evelyn having cried herself to sleep and is now waking up to the terrible sound of her alarm, which, thank God, she put her alarm on this time. Like, I do not want to have to go through, what was that, Chapter 2 or 3 again? Thank you. Um, she 
feels a lot of things for Jared and she kind of reflects on that for a bit um and then she runs across Sally who unveils the incredible news that she and Colin have kissed which is very exciting in my book at least but we'll get to that later yes Mm -hmm. uh she goes to chaff she goes to class checks her phone (laughs) and has 13 one three missed calls from our friend Felix. Mm-hmm. Our good friend. Uh, and speak of the devil, <laughs> finds her before class and starts prowling on about how worried he was. Ah, uh, yes. He was always very worried about her. He comes into her class and sits down. Oh, she, yeah, she does not have the class. So why is he there? We don't know. He's just being a weird stalker. She really has a lot of stalkers, doesn't she? She... I can't. But so just in case people don't remember what happened in chapter six, they were at a house party Mm. at Felix's dorm and Evelyn ends up leaving and she told Felix she was going to find Sally to go home, but she saw Sally cozying up with Colin. So she just walks home herself. Madison tries to manhandle her. Jared protects her and walks her the rest of the way home. And then she goes to bed whatever and cries herself to sleep because she doesn't know how she feels about jared and because she walked herself home felix calls her 13 times like that context is very important because it's none of his goddamn business anyways i'm sorry julia please Damn it, felix no i i enjoyed that because it helped me too <laughs> it's been a while since i read these chapters fair enough uh, <laughs> so then Evelyn and Felix go to get Chinese food. I think this was Felix's suggestion, which I don't know why Evelyn agreed to it, but like, again, we can get to that later. And then we come across, or they come across, uh, the strange posse, which includes Aiden, which is Professor Mayflower's son, um, along with a bunch of other, as Felix calls them, quote unquote, frat boys. who come into the shop and basically Felix decides that he's going to pick a fight with them, even though they are pretty much unprovoked. I mean, they might have exchanged a few harsh words, but otherwise it was really kind of unprovoked. It was completely oh, unprovoked. Yes. Aiden just looked at Evelyn weird. And that Felix was just right. Like, I hate you. <laughs> so then, of course, Jared walks in and is kind of able to diffuse the situation. But as Evelyn notices, the lights are flickering. I think this is finally the time when she says, oh, damn, like, why are the lights flickering whenever he's around? Like, thank you. Finally. Anyway. Uh, and so the whole posse of frat boys leaves, thank- thankfully. Um, and... Then Evelyn somehow, I don't remember how, manages to ditch Felix. She just tells wandering. him, he's, she's sick. She's like, I don't feel well, oh. bye. And just walks <laughs> right as their food gets set on the table. He's oh. like, dig in. And she's like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> love Evelyn. I love this. So she starts wandering through the streets of Oxford and comes across Jared and Aiden, but they haven't seen her. I think she's like in a weird like alleyway kind of thing or they're in a weird alleyway. And Aiden is saying something to Jared about how his mom thinks someone, she, someone will kill Jared and Jared wants to believe Colin, apparently Colin told him something different that it's not going to happen. 
And so, of course, Ellen decides that this kind of sounds weird and starts wondering, who is she? What, who are they talking about? And then kind of realizes, hold on. Is it me? Oh, wow. Good job. So we've gotten that far. She then runs through the streets to get away from them for, I don't know why, um, and runs across her other stalker because she has so many secret admirers who very weirdly tells her that he won't be able to help her and to leave Oxford. Very, very, very weird. Very sinister. Yeah. Super sin- This Must is the guy it. that's been following her since her sister mm. died. So, like, yeah. he was at the funeral. She's seen him around town where she in the town that she grew up in and she's been paranoid that he somehow managed to follow her to Oxford but she hasn't actually seen him yet until now and it's the first time he's made contact but it kind of seems like he's on her side so it's just very confusing (laughs) (laughs) so the plot thickens and then we get to chapter eight which what an exciting chapter a lot happens oh yeah so she um, begins the chapter thinking about that man who approached her, but also about what she's going to be doing for the weekend, which, strangely, Sally comes up to her in the library um, and says something strange happened, and that Colin talked about a high council, Jared, and a decision, and Evelyn's name came up. Who? wonder why. So then, you know, as we know, Evelyn's trying to figure out what she wants to do for the weekend. Apparently... Coincidentally, Colin has asked Sally to spend more time with Evelyn in public for the next day. So her weekend plans are set, clearly. So Sally invites Felix to the library and Evelyn is kind of like, why did you invite him? But she forgives him uh, because she feels guilty, which girl, oh God, but whatever. We'll get into it. Evelyn shoots Sally a look so she won't tell Felix what's up and the three of them go into town for a tour because what else are you going to do in public but go for a tour, I guess. I guess. So (laughs) Colin calls with some good news and Sally leaves Evelyn and Felix um, to go see him, which like Evelyn can't really blame her for wanting to see her apparently new boyfriend, which I don't think they're actually official yet. They've just kissed. I think but, that happens okay. like one or two bullet points down. Or maybe chapter nine mm-hmm. that they become official, but I don't remember. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So then Felix and Evelyn go swimming because um, naturally Evelyn really just wants to be in the water again. Um, <laughs> I love this comment here. Evelyn has finally proven to be part fish. She is like, I think Felix literally calls her an Olympic swimmer. When she asks it. if she's a mermaid. He legit oh my is God, like, that's right. are you a mermaid? And she's like, no. Because <laughs> oh, she's going so fast and she doesn't stop, which questionable. Um, and then they go, they finish up their swimming. They, where Evelyn has outswum him by like a million minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to get a drink. Um, and Evelyn is feeling very happy after her swim. Like, I love this. Her swimming high. She really does get, like, a high from swimming, which is very strange. Uh, and Felix offers to walk her home because she's getting sleepy, which I thought that was leading into a, an entirely different plot line from there, but okay. Get into it. <laughs> um, and he tries to invite 
her up to his oh to her place which she was like oh i have to go to bed she was like oh don't say bed around him he's gonna get the wrong idea which was so weird at least she's like (laughs) she's somewhat aware but like who invites themselves into someone else's house felix has no chill and no shame at all i mean I don't mind that in a guy, but, like, it's kind of weird with him. I do when it's Felix. I mind it when it's Felix. (laughs) Exactly. So she turns him down, and he walks away. And then she wakes up the next morning. This time she's not crying, but she wants to go swimming instead. So clearly she really, really, really loves swimming. I cannot emphasize this enough. Nope, but this can't. time she's going alone. She's not going with anyone. And she runs into Madison, who's probably part of some sort of swim team, we think. She's in uniform. And she Madison sees Evelyn's necklace, which she was swimming with. I don't know why she didn't take it off. But again, we'll get the, to that later. <laughs> um, and gets really weird about it. And then presumably Madison attacks her in the shower um knocks her against the wall and tears the amulet from her neck although i think technically she never actually saw madison she just knows that something happened and she got like knocked out um, we're fairly confident it's madison okay so probably madison did that um and she has a pretty bad invisible wound on her head now and you said invisible it was bleeding no no visible visible. oh (laughs) my bad uh, and then she tells Sally about what happened and Sally wants to help her and decides to help her get the amulet back and hatch a whole plan about it. Um, Sally also updates her about meeting with Colin and says the council basically decides to stay the course and not make a decision, which we're still like not really privy to what's going on, just no basic idea. details. Yep. Um, and then finally, Evelyn admits she likes Jared, despite only having talked to him, like, twice, but whatever. But, um, Julia, he has pretty blue eyes, so you just gotta accept that. <laughs> and then, um, she tells Felix what happened, and he's basically saying he's gonna go hunt down Madison, and she's like, no, please don't. He, yeah, but he does not come down from that at all. Like, clearly he is not going to not hunt her down. Um, and then she leaves, f- leaves Felix and works on her homework and falls asleep, which seems to be a pattern of falling asleep, swimming, and trying to deal with Felix. And that's the end of chapter eight. She has a very sad life in these early yes, chapters. she does. We need to get Evelyn more hobbies. All right, so in chapter nine, she wakes up, because we start every chapter with Evelyn getting up in the morning and end every chapter with her going Hey, I am to bed. proud of her. It can be really hard to wake up in the morning, so. It can. A little bit more uh, narrative <laughs> juju would be uh, just zhuzh up the narrative a little bit there, but it's fine. Um, so, but anyways, chapter nine, we start with Evelyn waking up. Her head's still a little bit sore, but it's mostly healed. Um, so we also learn that she ran her wound through water a bunch of times and then washed it some more um, before she went to bed. And apparently she has magical healing powers with water (laughs) Um, because her open wound has completely closed and is now just a small bruise. Um, So that's fun. I wish Mm. I had those magic powers. Yeah, same. Um, She realizes she's probably going to see Jared in class and 
she now knows that he's potentially, like, available. Um, because Colin said that, like, everything's kind of okay. So, Evelyn tries to apply some makeup so she can impress Jared and look her prettiest. Uh, she's horrible at doing her makeup. So, she ends up just putting on a little bit of foundation to cover her bruise and wipes the rest of her makeup off her face. And then her and Sally have a conversation about whether or not Jared's actually interested in her as well. But he never shows up to class. So they don't have a chance to test their theory. Um, Madison also never shows up to class, which is very strange. He also Hmm. isn't in her class with Professor Karen Mayflower. And then apparently, completely randomly, with no suspicious motivations whatsoever, Professor Professor Mayflower kicks her out of class permanently. And um, along with a couple of other supposedly randomly selected students and says that she's not allowed to take that class anymore because the class is full. So Evelyn goes to Mayflower during office hours right afterwards to try to understand, like, why the class, why she's being removed from the class and why she's being specifically targeted. But Mayflower is kind of just being really cold to her um, and isn't willing to budge. And then Evelyn sees the Combury book from a couple chapters ago, Jared's family history in Professor Mayflower's office. So it didn't just magically disappear from the library. It disappeared from the library and went into... Professor Mayflower's office. The plot thickens even more. (laughs) Then Evelyn goes to lunch and just zones out, trying to decipher why Professor Mayflower hates her. (laughs) But she can't really put her finger on it. She doesn't know. Then in their class with Professor Martin, which is the guy that all of the girls have been fawning over and that Sally was completely in love with before she met Colin... Um, and he's the one who has a really funky ring that's kind of like a class ring or a secret society ring, as we originally thought. <laughs> um, Evelyn gets a closer look at it during this class, and she talks about how pretty blue it is again, how it's blue like Jared's eyes, and then she sees that the Combray insignia is on the ring, just like Madison's tattoo. So are they all in a secret society together? Maybe eventually they'll tell us. <laughs> they haven't yet, but I think we figured it out. So Evelyn then tries to go do some more Google searches to figure out more about the Combrys and the Crest and see if there's any information on a secret society. But she can't find anything on the Crest on the internet. She was able to Google it previously, but it's disappeared. It's been deleted from the internet. Which is an absolute insanity, but the crest is just gone from Google. Um, I have so many questions. I have so many so questions. Many questions. She goes to bed, and then she wakes up fitfully the next morning after doing all this Google searching and not doing her homework. And Felix tells her that he left early the day before to go try to get Madison because he's unstable. And. He couldn't find her, so thankfully he wasn't able to do anything to her. Not that I, like, don't want bad things to happen to Madison, because she's kind of horrible, but I don't want bad things to happen to Madison from Felix, because <laughs> everyone deserves better than that. So, we Evelyn... a better antagonist. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, Evelyn and Felix go to their classes, and then after lunch, she goes to the only class she's supposed to have with Jared that day, but kind of assuming that he won't be there again, but he runs into her outside of the class. 
he comes just to meet her, even though he's not going to class. Um, and they talk. He expresses concern for her head and then basically is just like, yeah, I'm not going to class. I just wanted to see you. And then the chapter ends. Very abruptly. So they're talking yes. a little bit more. That's that's a positive. This is like their third encounter. <laughs> I'm I'm really proud of them. They're trying real hard. You know, it's uh, this is like me in middle school trying to talk to my middle school crush. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was not great at talking to my middle school crushes ever at all. Um, Were any fine. of us? really no not yeah. one person was <laughs> all right so thoughts let's get into our thoughts about these chapters oh yes many thoughts well i first of all in chapter seven this was really weird to me and like it could just be coincidence but the fact that he called 13 which is the unlucky number right 13 times Felix to Evelyn like hmm suspicious but then literally in the next sentence she goes speak of the devil it's Felix I just think that it's a little bit suspicious you know like 13 and speak of the devil it's Felix hmm is that just me I don't know am I reading too far into this yeah um probably Yes, because nothing we've seen from this book shows us that there's that much narrative connection, but I like where your head's at, because Felix is the mm. devil. I agree with yes. that. Felix well, is right the real now, antagonist. He is, he is very much a devil in my eyes, so it just makes sense. I just thought it was a very strange... He's, oh, he's the worst. He really but is. positives, is. positive things that happen before we learn about what an obsessive compulsive... Not even compulsive. Just what an obsessive freak Felix is. Um, We get more more magic connection juju at the beginning of the chapter. Mm -hmm. With Evelyn's cruel longing. I'm like, girl, you're in love with the guy that's not cruel. That's what we all had to go through in college. Like, that's normal. Get over yourself. But I, I wonder if she's ever had a crush before. Like, I'm a little concerned for her. Like, this seems like new territory. I mean, she's a YA heroine, so no, she's never had a crush before. True, I forgot about that. They all only mm-hmm. ever have the one crush, which is the <laughs> one, and then they and then they obsess. live life happily ever after. <laughs> and they live happily ever after, and then they just have so much angst until they're with that person, and then they have a bunch of angst while they're with that person. That's, that's why true. we have this genre. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, I also want to point out that Sally and Evelyn are really cute friends. Like, Sally's so protective of her. She's upset when Evelyn's like, oh, sorry, I just went home. I didn't want to bother you. And Sally's like, I would have walked you home. Like, why didn't you come get me? And Evelyn's like, because you guys were so cute. And I'm like, oh, friendship. I love this. There's That is like an actual conversation I have probably had with friends before. I'm pretty sure that's a conversation I've had with you before. Probably. <laughs> like, 100% in 2018, that was probably uh, something that I said to you. Even if it wasn't, like, in the exact same context, something very similar. Yeah. You know, I think that we probably did. I'm thinking back now. Yeah, I think that we did. Yep. Friendship. Anyway. <laughs> this is how you do it, guys. This Take 
Sally and Evelyn is a model in this chapter. Maybe this not is a really healthy YA but. friendship. It is. So I love far. it. I really hope nothing ruins it. I really love and appreciate, especially like with YA heroines, having a like good girl on like girl to girl like friendship. I yeah. guess like you don't get a lot of that. No, no. Maybe you I'm don't. reading the wrong books. Well, do you get a lot of dudes? Girls interested yes, in dudes. Like exactly. What you get. But sometimes, if you read the right YA, especially if you get into, like, queer YA that isn't, like, heteronormative, you get a <laughs> lot more fun female friendships that then eventually turn into something more. Or you get very, like, non-sexually charged female-male friendships because, like, I that's not like, the main romance plot. Exactly. Like, they're... Queer writers are a lot more aware of those kinds of dynamics for some reason, not to like rag on, you know, the rest of the way writers, but they're somehow just a lot more aware of like the friendship dynamics between, especially like different genders. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate I do too. appreciate that. I want more of it. Please give me more of it. Yes. <laughs> like, Send us. Girls supporting girls, boys supporting girls, boys supporting boys. It's very nice. Everyone's supporting everyone. Let's just have YA books that are full of love and not division. Yes. Great. Send us those yes. book recs, guys. Please. Yes. Oh, and not to forget, they, them pronouns also. Yes. This is relevant. Definitely. That is so true. I just, when Felix is like, have you been crying? And she's like, calm down, Felix. Everything's okay. I didn't want to bother them. So oh, God. Nothing bad happened. He's like, I'm worried. His tone reminded me of a father telling his child that he was disappointed and did not approve of whatever the child had done. What was all this about? Was he trying to guilt me? And I just wrote in all caps, boy, she owes you nothing. Get a life and leave her alone. You are not her boyfriend or her father or brother. And even if you were... This obsessive behavior is unacceptable. Um, he so is I still so hate Felix. creepy and annoying. And uh, I'm glad I'm, you're on my side finally because I feel like when we first started this book, you were like, he seems yeah. nice. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he turned around real fast and was like, uh, no. Um, and if for whatever reason, somehow we have a male listener on this podcast. Don't act like this. PSA. Oh, yeah, please learn from this. This is what turns every girl off. Like, just don't do this. Don't Not be one obsessive. girl wants like, this. If a girl is setting boundaries, listen to those boundaries, please. Yep. Um, the love of God. <laughs> you don't possess other women. Uh, women are not yes. your property. Do not act as if they owe you anything. Again, this has been a PSA. Thank you. It's Ugh. it's weird. It's creepy. And Evelyn's still just like, I won't read into this. It's fine. I'm like, girl. Sometimes she's so on point, and then sometimes she completely misses the mark. And I need her to just be on point all the time, which is unrealistic because no 19 year old girl is on point all the time. <laughs> but like, I need her to be that to, for my own own personal mm-hmm. like anxiety. <laughs> Unrealistic as unrealistic expectations for YA protagonists, I, as depicted by us. <laughs> but like, also, if we think about it, right? 
Felix is so, and I don't, I don't want to use this term incorrectly in the wrong medical sense, but in his actions in a lot of ways and the way that Evelyn describes him, where he goes from like super, super happy and like elated. So this is in the Chinese restaurant scene, right? Like he's so excited to be talking with her and like spending all this time with her. And then Aiden walks in and he becomes hostile and like, well, it's a toxic start of a toxic relationship but he's like bipolar like yeah. he is not and it's not bipolar in the same way that like if you have bipolar depression right where you go into manic stages and depressed states like not exactly that same thing mm-hmm. so th- maybe it's another kind of personality disorder that like i'm thinking of and i'm sorry i'm not a psychologist i don't know but they're all in training to be psychologists. So can one of them please pick yeah. up on what is wrong with his <laughs> mental health and like get him appropriate support for his mental health? Because he's not well. And I'm concerned. Yeah. I literally wrote even for Evelyn, like she needs to go to a therapist. They all just need to go and talk with someone, like a specialist, and figure out their problems and then come back and be healthy and happy and normal. You know? Right, like they shouldn't be learning about mental health through their own mental health problems. Exactly. That's not oh boy. productive learning environment. It is not. It is not. Uh, another PSA. If you have behaviors like this, just go check, see a therapist. Just. I mean, it makes me really wonder why the author chose to kind of hone in on the psychology specialization like is when that everyone on is so oblivious yeah. to everything going like, on around them my initial thought is like she just happens to know a lot about psychology so it makes it a little bit easier to write about but like i don't know now it makes me suspicious like maybe she is trying to get across that like all these people have a lot of problems so they're trying to go to psychology classes to figure out their problems um, I don't know. It's I very think it's because she took college. She just knows a lot. She did psychology yeah. and sociology in college. Uh, she studied education, psychology, and sociology at the University of, University of Augsburg. Ah, interesting. So, well, there you go. You write about what you know. <laughs> oh God. Okay. All these authors who like to write about their personal experiences, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it would have been interesting, I think, if she had chosen psychology for, like, kind of almost a bigger purpose in the plot. Yeah. Not just because though she knew like, It makes it easier titles. to write. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's also, like, none of these kids really seem like psychology is what they're actually interested in. Nope. Not at all. So, Not like, could we have maybe made them all economics majors? I could believe that. I could see, like, Evelyn doing, not economics, but more of a, like, liberal arts discipline. Um, well, I could see, like, Evelyn doing, like, behavioral economics. And then I could see, like, Jared yeah. doing traditional economics. And then I could see Felix also trying to do traditional economics but like be better at it than jared Mm. and then sally i could see her being super into like entrepreneurship or like microfinancing 
Anyways, I spent too much time in business school, so now I'm just talking about what I know, but um, <laughs> it just feels like it would have been easier to, like, yeah. not make them, because they're just so oblivious to what's going on in everyone else's brain, and they're just ignoring it, and that just seems mm-hmm. very unlike what a psychology student would do, in my mind. Yeah, I agree. But, oh well. Um, at least we do know Evelyn is starting to wise up to the fact that the flickering has something to do with jared being near her finally i wrote my notes just finally like the lights have been realized the lights are on in her head but the lights are weird (laughs) like why is it happening when he's around i'm still i still want to know why is like is it just jared because clearly it's not evelyn like she's had enough moments where she's kind of losing her temper losing herself that the lights at least what we have observed, have not gone off Mm -hmm. or flickered at all. But, like, it's just Jared. But, like, I'm still on this thing where, like, I feel like it has to be both of them together. Like, they collide and the stars erupt kind of thing, you know? I will not spoil it for you. So. I know. (laughs) You may be right. to come back to this. Evelyn may be right. Who knows? Mm -hmm. The only people that have finished this book. They know. Um, <laughs> you. I, I literally wrote down, I was like, cookie for you, Evelyn. Good job. <laughs> Points to Evelyn. Um, okay, so they end up leaving from the, do you have any stuff about, like, while they're in the Chinese restaurant that you want to talk about? No, I just have action. <laughs> like, that's fair. This is the closest we've gotten to real action i think since we started that's fair um yeah no that's that's totally fair i i was bored by it but not in a way that i was like actually bored but it just like was over so quick because jared is so yes. good at like de-escalation and has so much control yeah. over the people around him and doesn't really give a shit about what felix is doing that i was like oh okay sit moment over <laughs> all right but then what made me mad is again because i hate felix felix is like i was just trying to look after you and she's like i'm sorry he started this i owe jared gratitude i don't need to say thank you to felix and i was like yes evelyn thank you he's trying to gaslight you and you are over it and i am here for it shut down out of line he was out of line yeah she's too smart for his gaslighting bullshit psychology that's where the good stuff comes in that is true at least she's using something (laughs) oh my god um but like at least we're starting to finally see the evelyn's recognizing problems with felix right like she's like this isn't the first Mm -hmm. time he's going from one extreme to another he's kind of creepy i'm like okay she's starting to catch on Maybe she'll make a life change soon so we can stop dealing with him. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Do I wish it would? No. That, yes. That's too easy. Like, he's clearly in here for the long run. I know, but he's just a plot device. No sane person would <laughs> still be talking to him after six weeks when he's this psychotic. But You think a YA protagonist is a sane person? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's, that is fair. She just needs to freak out about all of his behaviors and then freak out about Jared ignoring her because she needs unnecessary angst. Just so we can get the plot moving. <laughs> um, I literally wrote when Evelyn was like, who was she? Why would she want to kill Jared? Did he have enemies? Was he really in danger? And I was like, Evelyn, that's adorable. It's so obvious they're talking about you. <laughs> like, oh, God. so obvious. They said, Professor Mayflower has a problem with this person. And she literally ran out of class yeah. on the first yeah. day. <laughs> but no, it's fine. I have, but she... She's putting together she, the pieces. She's doing better these chapters. She is. She's finally starting to get it together. And like, it could have just been some culture shock. Moving to a new place. Can't quite get it together. Now she is finally acclimating. I am proud of her. And now comes the good stuff. And now comes the good stuff. Also, just, I always really love a cryptic warning from a random creepy stranger. I know. I love, so I have my thoughts on this where it goes, She's going to kill Jared. Stalker is back. He's protecting her? Why is everyone protecting her? <laughs> like, I just want to know why everyone is trying to protect her, except, like, Aiden and his mother, out of all people. Yeah, there's a lot of setup. And I don't mm. know that the release that is going to be as good as what they're setting it up to be. But I'm hopeful that it will feel impactful. I'm hopeful. I remember feeling good about it. I'm hopeful that it'll be impactful for you, too. <laughs> I'm excited to read it. I'm just excited to learn more because I feel like Evelyn, where I'm like, I know nothing that's going on. Like, but and what you're just is actually going on? trying to piece together everything <laughs> yeah, based yeah. on what information is being provided. It's such a puzzle. Um, it's so fun. Yeah. So fun. Chapter eight. Chapter eight. We get... I have... I don't know what I was reading when I wrote this, but I just wrote Colin, hello. That's it. No, no, That's no. all I wrote. I think you're reading it wrong. Oh, I am? Mm-hmm. It's Colin, hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, probably. Probably. <laughs> I ship them a lot. Sally I Colin. ship them so much. They're like adorable. I'm kind of interested in them right now more than Jared and Evelyn. I, I mean, want to hear more about their relationship. They have a relationship. Jared and Evelyn don't. I think you'll be more into Jared and Evelyn once they actually have a relationship and have conversations that last more than three lines. Okay. Can you tell me something? Mm -hmm. Do they ever call each other? Babe or Honey? Jared and Evelyn or Colin and yes. Sally? Actually, either of them, for that matter. Uh, Colin might say that about Sally. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I, I hate don't... that. I hate those terms so what much. It's going to ruin it for me. Okay, you do recognize that they're like 19-year-olds in the UK, right? I know. I know. You need to let oh, it go. No. They love pet names. Oh, boy. If you're listening from the UK, write in and let us know how you feel about pet names. <laughs> I just want to have oh, a I conversation. Can't, I can never move there. <laughs> Speak to us, please. 
Yeah. Is your favorite pet name Love? Because that's my favorite pet name from the UK. Oh, I don't mind that. That's kind of cute. But like Babe and Honey, oh, no, I do not like those. I don't know why. I just really don't like them. It depends. Sometimes I feel okay about Babe. Sometimes. It depends on who I'm dating and the situation. Because sometimes it's very easy to be like, Babe, Mm. can you grab me that? And like, then I don't mind it. But if they're just like, hey, babe. I'm like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> no. I had, like, an immediate negative reaction to that. Um, <laughs> you don't like when I'm coming on to you, Julia? I'm offended. <laughs> it's the, like, low voice, like the, hey, babe. <laughs> like, no. I don't want that. Um, it's- I, also, who uses honey other than, like, our mother's? I only know people. Exactly. Like, your mom's I'm like, like why honey. would you call your girlfriend that? But that's like what my mom calls me. <laughs> I know. Weird. I, I feel like honey should be off limits for a man to use. Yes. Ever. This is the rule now. You cannot use the word honey. Also, you can't use the word sweetie because that's what my mom calls me too. Oh, no. Yeah. That, I, I kind of agree on that one, I think, too. I also call children that. I'm like, sweetie. Yeah. What's wrong? <laughs> I used to do that to my boyfriends, and then I stopped because I realized it was wrong. Oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. If that's I use the weird. same term to refer to my sister, I should not be using it for a Yeah, boyfriend. I'm glad that you stopped that. Me too. But So that's why like, I use typically like babe, because that's, it works. I think I would like it. Um, all my friends, if they ever listen to this, besides you, obviously, if they hear this, they're going to make so much fun of me. But I would be, like, okay if a guy with an accent said that to me. But, like, an American accent, I'm out. Nah. It's just different <laughs> sounding. Don't, don't, don't judge me. I, I understand. I don't know that I would, if it's your British guy, I'd prefer love. Or Australian. Also love. But you can't necessarily use that pet name unless you've exchanged I love yous. Otherwise, it's weird. Yes, that is really true. Good point. I didn't even think about that. But that's only from an American perspective. I don't think that's that weird in the UK. But, like, uh, PSA for guys in the UK, if you call an American girl love, they will be convinced that you're in love with them and then you're expected to adhere to the relationship requirements that that means so be careful how you throw that pet name around i've had a lot of psa's this episode um so chapter eight is where we are and we have been introduced to a secret society it's official (gasps) they have a high council i'm so excited it's full-fledged it's amazing. Unless Oxford has a really weird version of their trustee board that is called the High Council. <laughs> Who knows? Julia, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the case. It's a secret society. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm trying to keep the options open here. <laughs> the description of the book says secret <laughs> society. We knew one was coming. <laughs> I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Do you really think that, keep it spicy? Do you really think that Oxford would let in a girl off the wait list and then be like, "Just kidding, we don't know if we want to let her stay alive or not." I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's a really crappy education system. And that's 
face. Oh my god. Because it's like scary. Like Colin's like, be with her in public until a decision is made. Like someone's gonna come shank her in her dorm room. And like, won't tell them anything else. Uh, way to leave her in the dark. Like, I feel like if your life is in danger, you might want to know a little bit more about the why. Right. Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guy last night could have warned her. Colin could have warned her. But no, she's getting secondhand, stale, bad information from Sally. <laughs> Which, perfect, leads into the whole swimming thing. Oh. Like, she, maybe she could have prevented all of that swimming headbutting thing if she had known what she was up against. It's true. That is true. I mean, that was the next day after the decision was made, so Madison went rogue, but yes, that's correct. I also, Although technically Madison didn't kill her, and I feel like maybe they were talking about killing her off, so. No, they were 100% talking about killing her off. They were going to m- murder her. <laughs> And hide the body. So Madison was like, I'm just gonna, you know, punch steal her a bit necklace. And that's it's it. fine. No, no big deal. No big deal. This like very special secret necklace that protects her life. I'm just gonna take that. It's fine. Anyways, before we even get yeah. into the swimming scene. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe Sally it's not her fault. But like she invites Felix to hang out with them at the library, and then Felix is like Evelyn seems to enjoy driving me crazy with worry. Where what were the you? Heck? <laughs> and she feels guilty and she's like, I'm sorry, but you upset me. And I'm like, you don't owe him an explanation or an apology. No. He is not allowed to manipulate you and guilt trip you when he was in the wrong. He's, he is disgusting. He disgusts me. He disgusts me too. And then he goes off on Sally don't you have a date with Sullivan today? Like, I'm sorry. Are you jealous that Sally is dating someone too? Do you Are you into Sally or are you just spiteful because you're alone and no one wants to make out with you? Because get over yourself. <laughs> he, like, clearly does not like Colin and the crew, and I just want to know why. But his friend is happy. Like, if his friend is happy, he should be I happy know. for his friend and not be selfish because – He's sad that he's not happy, and so he's bringing everyone around him Mm -hmm. down. Like, that is not being a good friend, Felix. Nope. But yeah, I want to also know why he doesn't like them. I mean, I kind kind of know why, but... Give them... Well, you know why. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't really remember. Give them a a reason, though, also, like, why do you not like these people? Like, is there a reason Sally maybe shouldn't be going to see Colin? Instead of being like, I don't like them. Like, they piss me off. They look at you the wrong way. Like, that's not. They have money. So I hate them. Yeah, like, what? What? I'm sorry. Excuse me? Mm. I mean, I will say that I have probably been a little bit angry with people who have a lot of money, but. Oh, same. 100%. It's not a good argument. (laughs) No, it's not. I, and I'm. Like, we can be mad at people who have money, but don't make it personal. Felix makes it unnecessarily personal. Like, they personally did something to him. And, like, they, as far as we know, didn't. So, Mm -hmm. he needs to get over it. Um, He also mocks Sally, which, fuck off, Felix. Like, just go crawl in a hole and leave the rest of us alone. Please and thank you. 
him and Evelyn. Why Sally put up with him? She seems like she's, like, way above him. I mean, I know she said that, like, oh, we're not really friends. But, like, she still hangs out, out with, with him, him and invites so. him. I don't 100% remember. I think there's a reason. But I don't remember okay. if it's this or if I'm remembering in a different book. So I'm not going to say anything. But I I think there's well. a reason. A specific reason why she puts. I feel like there has to be a reason because, like, otherwise it just doesn't really make any sense. The fact that, like, they both basically said they're not really friends. I know, and yet they're constantly together. And like, it can't be just like, oh, they have a mutual friend in Evelyn. Like, that's because they were friends and not friends before Evelyn got there. So it doesn't really make sense. Okay, so then the two of them are like walking around and about to go swimming, and she makes a comment where. She's like, oh, Felix just seems to take delight in me enjoying myself. And it made me so mad because I'm like, no, 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 no. Felix takes Felix takes delight if he thinks he can claim exactly. why you're being joyful. If exactly. someone else is providing you joy, he's manipulative and angry because he's a possessive person. He will only mm-hmm. take actual delight in it if he's the cause. It's toxic. So I don't toxic. Like it. It's I'm, so I have, uncomfortable. Like I, I wholeheartedly apologize to everyone listening to this, where we just keep ranting about how toxic Felix is. But it really bothers. But me. it's true. It's really terrible. And it just they keep coming up with more examples every chapter. And we're here to talk about the chapters, so we just got to keep bringing them up. Mm-hmm. So blame the author, not us. <laughs> <laughs> um, more things that I hate about Felix. Um, <laughs> we should just start a whole list. <laughs> I know. It's like, I've been listening to old episodes of MuggleCast and they've been walking through, um, they've been reading Order of the Phoenix and they have an umbrage suck count. And I feel like we should have been doing something similar for Phoenix. Yeah, we really should have. <gasps> so oh, next God. time for our next it book. It would be like yeah. 99 at this point. I, but it yeah, would be I, big. I think for our next book, if we have a similar sort of thing from a book that you pick, that you're like, mm, we should keep track of this one specific thing, let's do that. Don't give me context Ooh. for it, and then we can just keep track of it as we go. I've already been thinking about our next book, right? And okay. And it would be so fun to do because one of the main guys in it is actually kind of a good person but he really sucks at the same time so it would be so funny to do that i think that would okay be hilarious I i'm like on board idea. i'm on board we can add it as a 17 millionth segment for this podcast it's yay too long <laughs> yay <laughs> it's fine um okay but so this thing i hate about felix when he's like oh do you want to go she's like Let's go swimming. And he's like, swimming. And then he, like, looks her up and down, focuses in on her legs, and then he's like, why not? And she gives him a look because it's creepy AF. And he's like, what? I'm a guy after all. Let's go swimming. And I'm like, I'm out. Not once in my life have I ever had a male friend do something remotely creepy like that. remotely like she should call him out on it i'm glad she called him out on it but evelyn this behavior is not okay don't settle for this i would have been 
Like, I know that she really wants to go swimming, but I just would have been like, no, I can't do it today. I'm sorry. You need to leave. <laughs> like, I, why did she go through with it? Because she needs to be with someone else in public. Mm-hmm. So. I can't. I can't. Um, at least we, if all of Felix's comments about Evelyn, it's, I feel like we're finally tapping into something with all of this water stuff with her. Like, clearly. Yeah, this was like a big advancement in the whole water thing. The water mythology, yeah. So clearly Evelyn has magical influences, um, in some <laughs> way, shape, or form. I, I feel like that's not a spoiler. I feel like that's pretty obvious, hopefully. I mean, I think that it's obvious when she's not even human and doing, like, laps to the point where Felix was like, are you even human? <laughs> are you a mermaid? Or are you- Are you a mermaid? Well, and then I'm are like, we human or are we mermaids? <laughs> the so, Killers will release their new song soon. Great pop culture reference. I know. I didn't even think of it until just then. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. I feel like we're finally getting closer to the truth with her being a mermaid. Like she's obviously not a mermaid, but we're we're getting there. But you know, something with like a mermaid esque thing. Okay, so I think that you and I both had the same thought about when they were at the bar getting a drink and she's like mm, i get, became sleepy after a second ginger ale yeah. what the heck i'm sorry but like i really thought that was gonna go in a very very different direction like I a dark one drugged her i thought that too i 100 percent thought he drugged her I got so scared because I was like, it just feels in line with who he is. I know. That he would do something like that. I like, know. the fact that, like, I'm reading this and for her, I do not feel comfortable, like, being alone with him as a reader. <laughs> I know. Bit of a weird thing. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. And I was just so confused, too, because I was like, okay, she's drinking ginger ale. I don't, maybe ginger ale is different in the UK. In the U.S., there's no alcohol in it. It's pure sugar. Yep. So why is and it's drinking stimulants? Sh- right. So why is sugar making you sleepy? Uh huh. That's not right. And it could be. I mean, obviously, it was innocent. We think this time around. Um. So it could have just been that she did a lot of swimming, and so her body was just naturally more exhausted. So the sugar wasn't enough of a stimulant to overcome her body's fatigue. But it well, doesn't. So seem that's like my assumption. Is like you shouldn't have that much sugar and like bad sugars like that after you work out. Like it's right. just not healthy. So I'm just that's my assumption. Is like she just worked herself to the basically like to her end and like she just felt really tired and then she had the sugar and her body just reacted badly to the sugar because she had been doing a lot of workout so even though the workout like revived her in a lot of ways it's not enough to overcome the fact that her body still has somewhat like still has Mm -hmm. some limits okay i like that let's not have felix drug her because that freaks me out i thought it was i feel like I would like to read that in German because it just, it's the way that it's worded that I feel like there must be something lost there. Potentially. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, we really should start. One of us should buy the German <laughs> version and yeah. start I, I found it somewhere online, so I'll, I'll get it. Okay. I thought it was very cute how when they're talking outside her dorm, 
where they're talk he's talking about how he wanted a dorm room in her like building so he could have his own bathroom and she's like I wouldn't have traded my bathroom for the world except for Jared and I was like <laughs> like what you thought a cute I was like what <laughs> She's besotted. It's adorable. I know, but I'm like, this is me in middle school, and I'm so embarrassed to think about it for her. And this is me. <laughs> You're like... I did this. I did this in high school and college, so I can't blame yeah. her. I was an middle awkward Middle school turtle. was my peak with this awkwardness. Um, I, I get it, but it's just like, she's a college student. I'm like, she just didn't have any friends. Well, I'm thinking now back to, yeah, I'm thinking also back to when we were in the language schools together. That was an interesting time for both of us. Yes, it was. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Moving (laughs) on. (laughs) That's correct. We were weird around boys in the language schools. We That's all we need we really to were. say. It's that was a, a that was like just like a strange, strange summer. summer. I I don't even know what happened. Okay. Anyway, so we can't fault Evelyn too much. Is the real point? No, here. exactly. Like um, now, I'm like, uh, I'm going. I'm going back on what I said. Don't don't forget the Madison incident. That was still. Oh, chapter never mind. Eight. That it is still chapter end. Eight. Okay, I'm sorry. I like. I'm it trying to go my notes, and I was like, I, did this end? She went to bed. I assumed it ended. <laughs> I guess not. Oh we get two days in chapter eight. Um. Okay. So. There could be worse things than Evelyn's addiction to swimming, I guess. It's weird. But there could it's be... It's very weird. Could be worse things. And then... Although, I mean, like, you could be, like, addicted to a sport, but it's the way that she is, like... She, like, thirsts for it almost. Yep. And I'm kind of like, oh, okay. It's weird. It's weird. Also, I just want to know what happened with the council's decision and what Colin had to oh, say. Yeah. And we get like three pages of swimming description and I'm just like, Evelyn, we go do. meet Sally. Like shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear Move about your the swimming. Plot forward. I want to hear what's going on with this high council thing. And then uh she gets attacked in the shower, which like reinforces my fear of public bathrooms in any sense. I don't like them. I try to avoid using them because you're going to get attacked in the shower, apparently. Well, I just think showers in, like, pool places are gross. So gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be um, naked around strangers. I just don't need that in my life. I, well, I would, like, I used to, my old gym had a pool and I loved swimming in it, but I would basically just, like, really quickly rinse off and then go home and take a shower because I was like, I am not sitting in this shower for more than five seconds. Fair. That's fair. I stopped going to the community pool after I was like 10. Uh, So I never really had to deal with like awkward showering weirdness Mm. once I grew boobs. So (laughs) it was fine. Yeah, I just, uh, like, I don't well, okay. get Madison. But even before we get to the shower, why was she wearing her necklace in a chlorine pool? Like, I'm assuming it's chlorine because it's a college swimming pool. Like, why? why it's a magic why? necklace. It's a magic necklace. But, like, <laughs> it just it bugs me so much. Why did you wear it in a chlorine pool? Because Evelyn... 
is prioritizing the fact that this, her mom said when she was seven that this, or six, that this necklace would protect her over how to protect the necklace. Hmm. I do think it's interesting that she got attacked also, though, in, like, a place that she feels really comfortable in. Like, in water. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she loses that necklace at the same time, like, mm-hmm. her other comfort. Um, it's true. But it's... I will, that, oh God, take your necklaces off when you go in the pool. That's all I'm going to say. PSA. <laughs> it, it cannot be good for the metal. Nope, definitely not good for the metal at all. Uh, well, maybe the UK pools don't have as much chlorine in them. We don't know. Mm, maybe. Uh, I don't know about pH regulations in the UK. British people, do you have a lot of chlorine? Tell us. Tell us about your pools. <laughs> um, I oh, just... So I, I was thinking about the whole Madison thing, and yeah. I, I'm still... Like, I don't know if this is, like, Game of Thrones getting to me, where, like, if you don't see someone die or you don't see them commit the crime, they didn't really maybe necessarily do it. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't actually see Madison, like, headbutt her. We, like, assume, I'm, like, guessing, like, it's right, but, like, again, Game of Thrones ruined me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just feel like there's a part of me that's, like, well, did she really commit the crime? Did she really headbutt her and then just leave her in the showers and take her necklace? We don't really know for sure. We don't have an eyewitness. That's, That's true. Well, I don't actually know that it was a headbutt. Like, she slammed her... Oh, Whoever sorry. did it slammed yeah. her head into the wall. <laughs> I got really into this, like, imagery of her headbutting her... <laughs> From nowhere, okay. From nowhere. <laughs> so she slams her head into the wall and then claws at her throat with, to get the necklace mm-hmm. off, which is just like, uh, too intense. I don't like it. You know this from us reading Poppy War and how, like, aggressively I would curl up into a shell uh, mm-hmm. in a chair and, like, not talk to you for two hours because I was so uncomfortable <laughs> with what was happening. Or that was Dragon Republic, I guess, but I was so uncomfortable. That was a really intense second book, so I don't blame you. Well, the first book is so intense. I mean, I didn't read that yeah. with you, but, like, still, I mean, that's not the book we're talking about. Well, the second about, book, I think, but... is just a lot more visually, like, whoa. You know, I don't know the 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 <laughs> surgery <laughs> scene in the first book. Oh my god, made I forgot about that one. Throw yeah. up. It was so bad. Um, uh, PSA: If you are a young adult reader under the age of eighteen, do not read the Poppy War. Yeah, it will mess it's, with your mind, and we don't need that happening to our young people. Thank you. It's really intense. It's not young adult. We do not recommend it for this podcast. It's a great book. But you should be an adult to read it. Yeah. And it's so confusing and misleading because it's based on a girl who is basically like high school age. Um, but it's, it's not, not adult. a YA book at no. all. And it gets misclassified as YA because the author is a female person of color. But yeah. it is not YA. Do not classify it as such. It is historical fantasy i think that's a good way of classifying it yeah um it is and gives you really good context for chinese and japanese history 
but in a fantasy lens. So, yeah, and a very sucks. like and a very um misleading protagonist because it's told through her perspective she's, and it's just oh my god to try and keep narrator. up with it it's just a nightmare i don't think i've ever met a more unreliable narrator i think that's why i love it so much is this because it's very realistic being told from her perspective and like she really doesn't know what's going on but sure. then like you feel so anxious about it because like that it's so realistic mm-hmm. you know i'm so and excited that's not always what you want <laughs> i'm so excited to get my trilogy in november i so i can't wait to see you got the fancy ones i well, just got the basic one did you pre-order yeah anyway uh so back to the concealed <laughs> don't mind us guys this so is why sorry. it takes so long we have like 50 different tangents we just have a lot to talk about we only catch up once we a do. week and so there's just so many books that we need to talk we did about not we did not think this through properly when we were first discussing how we were structuring this interview this interview this podcast <laughs> I've been doing interviews for my class assignment, and now I'm getting that confused, too. I mean, but realistically, the people that are going to be listening to this are our friends who just enjoy hearing us ramble about nothing, so it's fine. That is so true. Oh, no. It's fine. Um, I, going back to the original point, I can see your point about not wanting to (laughs) yet believe that it's Madison. I don't remember, so I'm also speculating here. I do think it is Madison. Okay. Um, I'm trying I, to make this into something it's not. I don't think this book is that narratively complex. But okay. I appreciate you having that hope for it. Because I think okay. that keeps things interesting. Um, but e- even if it's not, I don't understand why anyone is being that violent against Evelyn for a necklace. Mm-hmm. Like, just have a conversation. Let's talk it out. You think that she would give the necklace to her in a conversation? No, but we can understand why it's important to her and maybe understand why it's important to the person who wants to steal it and come to a compromise. Uh, well, that's not how plot many. or theft works. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've read one too many of these like YA crime kind of novels where they just go for it. They don't ask questions. I- Six of Crows, I'm looking at you. <laughs> That book is crime. <laughs> just is. all of it. The entire book is just crime. <laughs> oh, really I love it. It's the breakfast club thrown into a fantasy world. Pretty much. It's great. I miss it. I love it so much. Um, I also miss I our Harry it. Potter concerts. I know. Well, I feel like that'll be a good reason for us to get together again in the future. That's As true. long as they go on tour, that is, <laughs> in the future. Crossed, fingers crossed. I think they will, maybe, just to raise money to counteract J.K. Rowling. Um, (laughs) That's what I foresee. Oh, boy. Anyways. Back to the story. Uh, I still love Sally. I love that she's like, do you want to report to the police? I'll come with you. Let's do this. She's She's such a good friend. Action, action, action. Yeah, she's on top of it. She's such a good friend. She really is. Um, And then, where is it? Someone says, oh, they're talking about, like, the High Council stuff. And they're like, oh, yes, the High Council has decided not to do this. And Evelyn's like, that sounds like something out of a movie about the Middle Ages. And I was very confused, because what part of the Middle Ages were democratic? High Council sounds kind of democratic. I know. I, like, that whole section kind of confused me. Um, 
I don't think I even wrote anything down for it because I was just like, what is going on right now? Um, but like, I was like, so the whole, this is supposed to be based off like Arthurian legends, right? Mm-hmm. Like Merlin and everything. Um, and like, my understanding is technically, maybe I have this wrong, but technically like the whole legend of Arthur, not Merlin, but, like, Arthur is mm-hmm. based off of a Roman person, like, somebody who actually existed during Roman times. It's not Middle Ages. <laughs> so, I, I, that, like, confused me a little bit there. Um, I could be wrong about this, though. Well, but Evelyn doesn't yet know that it's supposed to be Arthurian and that, like, all of this uh, is true, stemming true, from true, Arthur. True. So, I think she's just like, I watched a movie one time. High Council sounds like that movie I watched, but also Evelyn clearly knows nothing about the Middle Ages. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not what the Middle Ages were. And even if you go to pointing to, like, the legends of Arthur, it's like, yes, you can point to the Knights of the Round Table and say that they're somewhat democratic, but, like, not really. Arthur was still the king. Yeah. He still made the decisions. Um, It was more like a republic, almost, or, like, a yeah, council exactly. of trusted advisors. That the king still made the final decision. Yeah. And they just were all equal in terms of, like, their standing and their ability to provide voice to the king. Well, so it's a good thing that Evelyn isn't a history major. That's what I am taking from this. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's 100% <laughs> fair. She would not be doing well in school. Um, why are all of these children orphans? I know. Who's killing I... all these parents? There's a revolt out there against parents, and I would like to speak with them. Same. <laughs> I would like to have some choice words. Same. Yeah. We need to stop orphaning children. That's a bad idea. Let's not do it. Um, Chapter nine. Chapter nine. Um, I have my first style comment. Oh. Evelyn slips into a pair of very tight black jeans and a thin dark green turtleneck sweater a this is 100 a look i rocked all of the time in new york b i love it <laughs> she's also blonde so i'm sure that looks really cute on her like skinny blonde her that's actually a really cute look it was less cute on me but i still love it <laughs> do we know if she's short or tall i'm gonna guess she's short I'm going to guess she's gamble. tall. She's a swimmer. Doesn't mean anything. She's magic. She's a magical swimmer. No, but would also, guess she has for at least a swimmer, long legs. I feel like you have to have, like, broader shoulders and, like, strong arms. More I think you have to have tall. long legs because it gives you more power when you're kicking. Clearly neither of us swim, so. <laughs> well, but my friend Albert swims and he's tall. How tall is he? Taller than me. Like, six foot probably. <laughs> Okay. Not like volleyball or basketball tall, but just like. It just seems like every YA protagonist is short. Like, I've never met a tall. I know, but this is a. I can't relate to any of them. This is a German YA protagonist. I feel like German women are tall. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, that good Aryan. (laughs) Yep. Even though she's supposed to be from the UK, but. Technically, blonde is a genetic defect but i digress also Aryan isn't real but yeah no, <laughs> it's, <fine>. it's not <laughs> um i'm just 
I'm really here for it. I love this style. Um, I Oh, this is when we learned that Sally and Colin are together. They said that oh, they're... yes. She says, we're officially together as of yesterday. She said, outshining the morning sun. And I was like, oh, I'm standing their uncomplicated relationship so hard. It's so easy to read mm-hmm. about. And I love it. It brings me so much joy. My ship has sailed. Yep. <laughs> That is accurate. The, the, I'm on the ship with you. Let's go. <laughs> Full steam ahead. <laughs> um, there's not too much else that happens at the beginning of this chapter that I had any comments on. I don't know if you did. Until they get to uh, class. Uh, yeah, I, when we get to class. <laughs> so, uh, like, okay, it sucks for Evelyn that she gets randomly kicked out of Mayflower's class. Clearly, it's not an accident. Mayflower is something... I would be, like, full-on Karen in her situation. Like, a girl, why are you kicking me out of a class that yeah, I have signed up for? Friendly reminder. And, like, we're this far. Aren't we, like, in a time jump right now? Aren't we, like, six weeks in? Or what happened? Mm-hmm. Seven weeks in, probably, at this point. Seven yeah. weeks. So, like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would be, like, I have done seven weeks of work and you want to kick me out now but the thing is doesn't add up here she can't be a karen to a karen that's true because the oh, I would she's love to literally see named karen karen mayflower <laughs> you're right you're right you're right so but like let's be real this whole thing is a ruse because evelyn can't be in this class anymore for whatever reason yeah. that we're not aware of so what about these other kids? Where what's going on with what them? The heck? That's unfair. Like, why are they getting kicked out of the class just to cover for Evelyn being kicked out? Are Do they, they actually... chairs or deans in this university? <laughs> yeah, like what's going on? I just feel bad because like these poor kids are suffering for Evelyn and Jared's love story. It's yeah. not their fault, and they're not looped in. So it's just ridiculous. <gasps> it makes me so so sad. These poor and and one of them. Her last name is Orphans. I just... Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Oh, no. Oh, God. (laughs) All of the names are really strange, as I recall. Yeah, they just remind me of a lot of things. Like, we have Holden Clay. And I'm like, "Mm, Holden Caulfield. Holden Clay. (laughs) Rebecca Orphans. So, all of the characters are orphans. Sandra Oldman. Which just makes me think of Gary Oldman and, like, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. George Klein, which... Klein. Why does that name make me think of something? That has to be, like, an author, I think. That sounds very familiar. And then Kevin Jasper. Oh, I hate when people have two first names. But Jasper makes me think of Twilight. And then Linda Haroldson is just a sad name. I'm sorry for her. Grant Fullman. Also, very boring name. <laughs> Oh, Franz Klein, the um, painter, the um, ex- uh, expressionist painter. Ah. That's probably what you're thinking of. You would recognize his stuff. That's fair. I think I sometimes mix up Klein and Klimt, but yes, I recognize. Oh, there's also Kevin Klein, an actor. Um, uh, A Fish Called Wanda, Sophie's Choice, Silverado. Nope. No. Never oh, seen he was in Beauty and the Beast. I have no idea what he played. Well, I have seen it. Oh, he was in the Pirates of Penzance. I love Pirates of Penzance. Love it, too. I've never seen the movie version, but I've seen a live 
production of it. Um, anyway. So, sorry for digressing. They all have weird names, and I feel really bad for them. Yep. Also, like, this chapter just has, makes us, like, it forces us to kind of hate Professor Mayflower, which makes me sad, because I really liked her at the beginning of the books. After she stormed out? (laughs) But she seemed, like, energetic, and people were, like, into it. Into her lecture, she seemed like the mm. most fun teacher that Evelyn had. And I, I don't think that she is wrong. Like, she just is working off a very different assumption of something. And it's hurting Evelyn, and we're seeing that from Evelyn's perspective. So, like, obviously it's going to frame us in yeah. a way to not like her. But there must be more to this story that we just haven't learned yet that will explain her perspective and I just I wish we could learn her perspective and not just like get all this stuff about her being horrible because it's really hard to like her right now yeah I agree um but at least Evelyn still is staying on top of everything she realizes that Karen Mayflower is the one trying to keep her away from Jared so she's putting the pieces together slowly but surely very slowly (laughs) chapter nine i also so then we when we go into professor martin's class and we learn he's probably part of the secret society too with the ring i was like oh the last time they described the ring and they were like yes it's this deep blue color and i think you were like oh water like her necklace and i was like oh deep blue like jared's eyes (laughs) <laughs> and now we have our answer. It is like Jared's yeah. eyes. <laughs> um, I'm also like, why don't they hide these jewels better? Like, if she can't be the first person to be like, oh, why do all these people have such similar, like, jewelry and, like, colors and stuff like this? Well, so it's know. weird in the first place that the secret society would frame their jewelry off of a family's eye color. Yeah. That's weird. That's very oddly specific and strange. But at least with um, Madison, she had a tattoo. So, like, that's normally hidden. Mm-hmm. She showed it to Evelyn. Like, she went out of her way to show it to her. But other than the ring and the book in the library, like, we haven't seen too much of the Combray crest kind of pop up yet. And, and Madison's yeah, tattoo. True. But I, like... Unless you know it's the crest, how would you recognize it on a dude's ring unless you're, like, staring at his hand? Like, well, I'm glad, Evelyn's. though, that Evelyn is very carefully looking at it, though. I'm less That's true. She's being. really picking up on stuff in these chapters. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. finally proud that she's no longer being ignorant. Um, putting two and two together. Oh, it's yeah. so good. So good. But, speaking of the crest... I really want to be in a secret society that's powerful enough to delete parts of the internet. I know. Okay, so... They're basically China. (laughs) What? (laughs) But, like, I... So, I had a whole conversation in one of my classes about, like, when you delete stuff from the internet or databases, do you actually delete it? Like, no, you don't really delete it. It's still out there. Like, people could still find it unless you have, like, fully shredded it somehow in the internet atmosphere or whatever you want to call it and like what are they like who is on their side like this is a full-on ninth house kind of situation like they have 
like internet magicians. What? I well, so we'll get into it when we do the pop culture stuff. But I had the exact same thought. God. Um. Yeah. It was uh super crazy. She's just trying to like get her head straight and like figure everything out because like clearly the world is just kind of broken around her and she's just exhausted from trying to figure all of this yeah. stuff out and then again she meets felix in the morning and felix makes God. me angry again felix is like you probably have a concussion i figured that what was was, was wrong with you yesterday and i'm like bro yeah you are a freshman psychology student you're not a medical professional sit down you freshman stop <laughs> it, it's it's uncalled for <sighs> i mean like i don't mind him looking out for a friend but it's the way that he also says it that it's is the just way so he does unnerving. It. yeah well and also like when he was like i'm gonna get madison and she's like well what would you have done and he's like no idea i didn't think about it i just wanted to get her i'm like you would have done mm-hmm. something in a rage like in a blackout that would have been very very bad you would not have just grabbed her by her shoulders and shaken her like i don't know i'm like evelyn this is another red flag. Can you realize this is a red flag? Instead of laughing along with him, he's threatening to harm another person. Yeah. Just because that person harmed you does not mean that your friend should harm them. Two wrongs do not make a right. <laughs> Just, you know, basic childhood logic. Um, and, oh, we meet Jared again in this chapter, which is so fun. And oh, yeah. <laughs> a very weird run-in. I don't like his outfit choice in this chapter. <laughs> I really liked Evelyn's. Not so much a fan of Jared's. He, he said, this is his description. He was wearing sneakers and jeans with a broad, dark brown belt that perfectly matched his leather jacket. So he's wearing a dark brown leather jacket. He wore the jacket over a light gray hoodie. That, you know, that sounds very German. Like, I'm getting a full-on German styling kind of it imagery does. in my head. And it sounds stupid looking. Yeah. It, <laughs> I just, like, leather jackets with hoodies died in don't, 2010. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Please don't. Also, like, if you're going to do it, if you feel the need, match your colors. Color coordinate. Yes. Don't wear dark brown over light gray. Oh, my God. Don't clash your cools and your warms. No. These things bother me too much. It's like a fictional character. I don't actually I mean, know what he looks like, but. Uh, yeah. I could see some people pulling it off, but, like, in my mind, like, the image I have of him, the limited image that I have of him, um, it doesn't work on him. No. Like, you have to have some really good pants to pull that off. And jeans are not going to do it. And sneakers? Yeah. No. No. No, no, no. Um, yeah, too much going on in that outfit, so I'm not a fan of that. And then he's just, like, really cryptic at the end. And I'm just like... 
Oh, again with the cryptic sentences. Why are we here? It's a great question. I don't know, but it was way too cryptic, and I was just not a fan of it. So, oh well, that's it. That's the chapters. I just, yeah. So I, my thing with Jared, right, is like I don't, I don't mind when I read a YA book and the love interest or the protagonist gets really worried over their opposite person but Mm -hmm. like we've had such little interaction with them that it's so hard for me to be like like maybe once I read it and they're developed more I'll go back and reread it and be like oh this is really cute but like right now just reading this after they've spoken to each other a couple times it feels very like honestly like borderline felixy like mm. i mean at least jared isn't all up in her business but it's still kind of weird that like he's barely talking to her and he's like mm, like oh okay you like you got hurt i'm so sorry i'll fix this or something like that like it yeah. just i don't know it's weird it's weird at least his tone is much better than felix's it's not really possessive it's a little bit more conciliatory it's- yeah, exactly. With everything, so it feels slightly more comfortable. But I agree, they don't know each other very well, and it it really heavily relies on that, like, faded lovers trope where mm-hmm. they're just drawn, and so automatically they have to, like, care about what's going on with the other person because they're just magnets to one yep. another, um, which it's a, it's a hard trope to do well. And yeah. it can sometimes feel a little bit lazy. So, like, especially this beginning part when they're not actually together yet, I, I can definitely see that. I know how cute I think they are once they're actually together, so all this stuff is still really cute for me. Like, oh, he cares. Oh, he's trying. But I see your point. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I feel like once I read read through the whole thing and, like, understand them more, it'll be cute then. But right mm-hmm. now not understanding their relationship it, it's yeah it's harder yeah it's no I, range <laughs> i totally get that i'm like i would be very uncomfortable if i were evelyn but like i'm a very uncomfortable period in the relationship type situation so i'm not a good gauge on that <laughs> that's that's a fair point <laughs> all right should we get into our pop culture references for these yes. chapters what hit me with what you got for chapter seven um i just had one okay and I am dubbing Felix's. I'm not dubbing. I'm. I am stating. I don't know what what the proper word here is. <laughs> I'm basically attaching the song "Every Breath You Take" by the Police to Felix. Like that is his theme song from now on. That's fair. Because that, I just feel like it's yeah. really like every breath you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. Like, that is what he is you. doing. Like, it's so creepy. Yep. I don't know. And then, um, um, yeah, I got some Sherlock vibes from, like, you remember in the BBC, the latest version of the Sherlock miniseries? Yes. Um, When they go to, I don't know why. It was, like, so random, but... In my mind, it, it reminded me of when they go to Speedy's Diner to get food after they've, like, done a crime or whatever, and, like, they're sitting in there and, like, minding their own business getting food. I don't know why. It reminded me so much of that, like, the whole getting Chinese food thing. 
Like, I want that to become, like, their place that they go. Not not Felix, but, like, maybe Evelyn and Jared in the future. Like, that's their place that they go. <laughs> we just want them to have egg rolls and be happy. Exactly. Like, I was kind of weirded out by the fact that she was, like, so into these egg rolls. But, like, okay, whatever makes you happy, you know. Well, you mean that Felix was so into the egg rolls? Oh, was it Felix? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Felix was like, they have the best egg rolls. We yeah, need to go here. That's... And then Evelyn left before she ate anything, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I like those. I also, Felix, his just stalking and obsession and his just general behavior and even just like how Evelyn describes him was really, I, as you know, I'm reading Midnight Sun right now to pain myself, but, um, in Midnight Sun, like, everyone that's read Twilight knows that Edward stalks Bella. Like, he's goes to her house while she's sleeping and watches her it's creepy as fuck um and it's much creepier in midnight sun when you hear him rationalizing that oh he's just gonna sit outside and listen to her breathing but then he can't actually see her um so he's going to like jump onto her window ledge and like watch her while she sleeps but then she's talking in her sleep um so he wants to actually get an insight into what she's thinking so he goes into her room and it's oh, just, like, this, these small little escalations, and that just felt very reminiscent of, Fe- like, Felix's behavior right now to me. And also, Edward is, like, very, sn- like, bipolar about, like, what he's thinking about Bella at any given point in time. It just was super creepy, and I don't enjoy it. And I am did not enjoying Midnight Sun for a lot of that reason, because it's very unsettling it's to read. very weird. Like, I don't think I'm going to end up reading Midnight Sun, but, like, the fact that we really obsessed over this book series when we were kids. And I loved Edward. I really loved, yeah, I was, like, Edward, uh, an Edward diehard. I mean, I really liked Jacob, too, for that matter. Like, I was, I fine with either, but, like, I loved Edward. And, like, looking back on that and, like, listening to you talk about it now, I'm like, wow, why did we love them so much? That's so bad. I think that's the one good thing about people that read Twilight as teenagers and then grew up and read Fifty Shades of Grey is if you know Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fanfiction, you'll recognize that Christian's behavior in Fifty Shades of Grey is actually really reminiscent of Edward's behavior in Twilight and neither Hmm. of them are okay. I still haven't really seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but Well, don't watch the movie. The books are better than the movie. (laughs) Tangentially. Um, Okay incrementally uh i the books are trash but i like them for the trash so yeah i'll admit that i don't care well i guess it makes us more aware too of like red red flags and really bad relationships because like they had a really awful relationship in twilight yeah well it's the same thing it's this so at least with like edward and bella like it was requited love right like they returned it yes for one another so it's less creepy when you know that so like even though in from edward's point of view like he has no idea if bella likes him but he's like super into her and like wants to protect her and that's really creepy we've already heard bella's perspective and how kind of like into him she is so it makes it slightly less bad um doesn't make it okay but makes it slightly less bad whereas here like Evelyn's not into Felix and Felix is obsessed with her so that was the other thing which kind of loops back to I think a different comparison I made in the first couple of chapters 
is it was also very reminiscent of Joe's behavior in you, like, especially (laughs) in the book, where there's, like, all of this extra plotting and, like, little things that they're doing and these little manipulations and aggressions to try to get the girl to feel guilty about stuff. And it's just so red flaggy. Um, And also he would fly into those, like, snaps of anger when someone was getting too close to uh, Gwen or what was it, Guinevere? Is that her name? I think. I don't remember. Um, but getting too close to her, then he would, like, kill her friends. And I'm like, especially with Felix threatening to do that stuff to Madison in these chapters, I'm like, oh, no, he's getting to those levels and it's frightening. Yeah. Um, I also don't know. This isn't a real pop culture reference. It's a lack of a pop culture reference that I can't figure out where to place it. But the weird, creepy man who has been stalking her, Hmm. but is also her protector. Seems like a trope, and I can't place it. And it's bothering me. I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I could see where you're getting at. Like, it feels familiar, right? An unknown bodyguard kind of thing. Yeah, it just feels very familiar. Like, I've read something like that, and I just... I can't place it. Yeah. So if you have any suggestions, uh, please email us or tweet us. <laughs> Thank you. So I can place the... I'm like going through feeling. a library in my head right now and I also can't place it, but I can definitely relate to that feeling. Like, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Chapter eight. Chapter eight. I don't think I had anything for this chapter because I think I was so annoyed by the fact that she was wearing jewelry in a chlorine pool that I just couldn't get past that. That's fair. That's <laughs> I, Yeah, I have a couple. Um, and I think you'll actually probably relate to some of these. So the first, you remember that show I was watching when I was at your house, The Order? Yeah. The high council situation where they're like making all of these decisions supposedly together but it's it feels like it's probably one or two people driving the decision making Mm -hmm. um it really reminded me of the like magic council situation that was going on in the order because the order is also secret society like but they have all this hierarchy and all of this structure um where they have like the the high council that's all the adults who were involved Um, when they were in college and then you have like the sort of like disciples and other people who are involved that are in Mm. the college at that given time and so given that we know that there's some interaction with like Aiden and Colin and Jared and Madison but then also there's all of these adults who are involved it just felt very similar to me with that like adult structure and then also having the kids be in on it yeah um which I recommend that show it's great um and the water healing that Evelyn has is very reminiscent of, like, Percy Jackson. Because <laughs> he also oh. heals himself in water. <laughs> yeah. That's- Better than Evelyn does, but, he, I mean, it's a very fair comparison, I feel like. Well, maybe Evelyn will get the hang of it once she understands it better later on. Maybe. We'll see. I hope she can get I'm, I'm kind of surprised that nobody has ever pointed out the fact that she is, like, so gifted with water, like, swimming and everything. And, like, she has to have had, like, past bruises that healed really quickly that somebody was like, oh, what's going on there, girl? Uh, friendly you reminder, know? she has no friends. Um, True. 
Forgot about that. <laughs> and her sister was so busy working that she probably didn't yeah. notice. Also, wait, no, she said Zara actually had the same healing properties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they both had it. So if it was a thing in their family and she only spent time with her family, then there's no one to really comment yeah. on it being weird. Um, I also... I don't know why the High Council, like, later when they were describing it, also reminded me of Hydra. Like, from the Marvel Universe. Oh, God. Because there's all, there's this, like, network, right? And so this, Mm -hmm. it also, while there's hierarchy, clearly, it feels like there's just this network, right? Like, the creepy shadowy guy is in on it, and the... Yeah. Two of the professors are in on it, and the cute boy is in <laughs> on it, and then the swim team girl is in on it. Like, all these people are just in on it, and there's this network, but nobody really knows all of the details about how all of it fits together. And that decentralized model felt very much like Hydra, um, because the whole point of Hydra is, like, you can cut off one head, but there will still be other heads remaining, and then there'll also be something that another head can grow. So it's not in a good way, like... It's definitely feeling like a very sketchy secret society right now. Um, But it reminded me of that, which I got a lot of that from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I highly recommend people watch that. Julia, you still need to watch that. And then the last one, everyone's parents have died. There are so many orphans. It reminded me of a series of unfortunate events. Oh, oh my god. Where, like, like, all of their parents were explicitly killed for a They're now grown up. (laughs) And now all the kids are growing up and having to, like, figure stuff out on their own. Wow. So. Yeah. Felt very... And then especially with the fact that you have, like, Jared and... Oh, no, Jared and Colin were, like, foster brothers together and, like, lived together growing up. So, like, they were grouped together... Um, but then kept separate from, like, Evelyn, and her parents were also murdered, so it was kind of reminiscent of, like, the Baudelaire's and the Quagmire siblings, like, being kept separate. Um, and then, like, coincidentally running into each other later in life. Um, that's it for chapter eight. Chapter nine. I had more Twilight vibes, so nothing really. Because, like, they're skipping Um, classes, and then... She's just like, oh, I want him to come back to class. Like, it felt very much like Bella missing Edward when the sun was out. She had a long narrative about waiting for him to come back to class. I was kind of like, okay, girl, she's not there. Move on. Yeah, exactly. It felt like Twilight. And I was like, oh, yeah, move on. Um, What were you going to say? For nine, I just had, um, I've been trying to kind of figure out, like, what, this book reminds me of and like at first it kind of reminded me of the secret history like in that it's set at what's supposed to be kind of this like very I guess I don't want to say high status because that's not the right word but like a very like formal feeling to it where like you're at this old setting this old university you have these like very academic style like there's a lot of focus on the classes which is what the secret history has which i always enjoyed Mm -hmm. about it um but obviously this is definitely not on the level of the secret history it's also been a long time since i read that book so i'm I'm not sure if i'm being accurate there but like also 
it brings into the, um, I don't know if you ever read this book, and it, this has also been like 10 years since I read it, The Dis- Disreputable History of Frankie Landau Banks. No. Um, and that is also all about secret a secret society and this girl who gets, I think like, again, my memory is going blank here, but I think that she gets so deep into this like secret society and like suddenly like she's like a love interest to a bunch of people because she's like, um, she was in the background for most of her life and like she quote unquote like grows up and suddenly everyone's interested in her um mm. so it's just it's kind of like a hybrid of those two books i think i will come back to that later though because who knows where this is going okay fair enough um the other thing i had for nine which we already kind of like briefly mentioned but i think it'd be good to kind of like delve into it is the Mentos. internet records being mm-hmm. wiped like so ninth housey and if you guys haven't read Ninth House. Uh, again, PSA, n- not a young adult <laughs> book. Just because it's about college-age kids oh, does God. not mean it's a young adult book. It deals with very dark topics. Uh, so just tread with caution. But it's amazing. And we love it. Um, but the whole premise of Ninth House is... Like, there's all these secret societies at Yale, and they all do magic, and they all do different kinds of magic, and there's, um, like, one or two of the houses that could 100% pull off an internet wipe as part of yeah. the magic. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Probably have done it. They probably have. Maybe we'll get that in book two, but, <laughs> like... It's just so instantaneously. I I knew your brain was going to go there, too, because it just was, like, so much, like, boom, ninth house. <laughs> yeah. Also felt a little bit like The Order, because I feel like in The Order they do magic stuff like that, too, but ninth house, definitely way more. Um, that was pretty, I mean, chapter nine was really short, so that's pretty much all I had from a pop culture perspective. Um, But I did realize that I forgot to ask you this last week um, because I'm silly. Have you uh, changed your mind or are you sticking with the same answer on who you think Jared is descended from? What did I say last week again? You didn't. I forgot to ask you last week. Two weeks ago, when I asked you the question the first time, you said (laughs) Arthur. I don't remember. You thought he was descended from um, Arthur. um, That's a good question. Probably as we still don't have anything. I'm going to say I'm switching it to Merlin. Okay, great. (laughs) I'm switching it to Merlin. That's a good Um, call. And. The reason I will say that is because they actually already gave us the answer last in the chapters last week. Did they? Mm-hmm. I don't remember this at all. You, d- <laughs> you just weren't aware of it, but if you do some light Googling, which I will explain to you what I like Googled, they already gave us the answer. So, we've already read the history of the Converys about Eowyn and Murden, mm-hmm. and if you Google... Merden, it is Welsh for Merlin. Oh, for Merlin. Oh, my God. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So it was right there. And I was, like, thinking about it the entire time last week, and then I just forgot to ask you at the end. (laughs) Well, you know, I had 
interference too though because my dad and I had just finished watching The Last Kingdom where they have very similar styles of names like very Welsh style names like Eowyn, um, Aylesburg, like all of these kinds of things and so I don't think it ever like reached my mind because I was still on like The Last Kingdom where like I'm like all these Welsh names I can't keep track of. (laughs) Yeah so that's funny. Well, it just looks very like you start with an M, you end with an N. Like it looks kind of similar. Yeah. Um. So I googled it because I I already knew obviously that Jared is descended from Merlin. Um, yeah. But I googled it and I was like, literally, they said Merlin. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, good old good old uh, Welsh translations there. Yeah. Although, if we're going by the BBC Merlin adaptation, Merlin is still out there in the world, or should we say Merdin? Oh, we're not for this around. book. No, they're just <laughs> He had many children. <laughs> um, but Two very different retellings of this tale. I know, so, so different. I'm surprised that we haven't made more Merlin references, but I'm sure they'll come once we actually get into the Arthurian components. Oh, I'm um, excited. Me, me too. It's going to be fun. But at least it also helps explain, I think, part of the flickering lights, the snow wall that happened when she saw him running. Like, he has magic. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a matter of what causes him, what triggers his magic that we're still uncertain about. Um because Evelyn yeah. clearly triggers something when they're together. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But yes, you have guessed correctly. He is descended from Merlin. And I don't feel like that's a spoiler because you can do basic Google on chapter five and figure that out. So if anyone else considers that a spoiler, I'm sorry. You can yell at me on Twitter. It's fine. <laughs> um. Okay, great. So... Most valuable players for the chapter, Julia. I I'm gonna stick with Colin. He had oh. like he wasn't really in any of no. the chapters no, at all, not. but like he still played a really important part, um, telling Sally the information and like trying to help out Evelyn. And I mean, honestly, just also the fact that he was he's so happy with Sally. I'm like, you know. Thank you for having a healthy relationship with a character in this book. It means a lot to me. That's fair. That's I support that. Colin's great. I love him. I, <laughs> for the first time in any of these episodes, am going to pick Evelyn as my MVP. <gasps> yes. Because even though Why? she did some questionable things by not questioning Felix more, um... Evelyn figured a lot of stuff out in these chapters. Like, she moved the plot forward. She got us to where we needed to be. She started thinking critically. And I love a girl that thinks critically. So, Hmm. I'm just real proud of her in these chapters. And I think that in terms of, like, an MVP sort of status, she moved us the farthest along. No offense to Colin. He gave us real vague answers that didn't actually help at all. And Sally, I love her. Um, and she was a really good friend sort of like after the fact. 
But you never actually do anything in this chapter to, like, prevent anything bad from happening to Evelyn. Because she was so tied up with Colin. (laughs) So... That's why I'm not giving it to her this week. We would never give it to Felix. We probably will never give it to Madison. No. So, yeah, I'm, I'm left with Evelyn. But I do think did, that she was actually great these chapters. Did I give Felix MVP in the earlier chapters? I hope not. Oh, God. Oh, Apple. I'm going to do the I think you so gave it to out. Sally. Okay, great. Whew. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, uh. it's fine. I think... Think you gave it to Sally, but we'll see when we edit it. Let's right? hope so. It's fine. Hmm. It's totally fine. Um. Okay. Chapter seven through nine, Julia. How do we? Why? How, how do you feel about it? Yeah, from a wine perspective. <laughs> from a wine perspective. So I've gone back and forth on this. I thought I had a wine picked out when we started this, and now I'm kind of like, ugh. I think I'm still going to go with it. I basically wrote down that these were kind of, they were a vulnerable kind of wine. Like, it's not a solid wine that you're going to want to drink a lot of. Mostly because I'm thinking about Felix. Like, I had a lot of interference with Felix in these chapters. There's a lot. Um, There's so much. And, like, you get little sprinkles of sweetness here and there, but ultimately, and I'm sorry to say this, it's kind of like a really terrible Moscato. And that's what I would be drinking while reading these chapters because it's just, you get some nice sweet spots and you get some good growth in there and it really like blossoms when you drink it and it goes down your tongue. But... The aftertaste, not so great. You start thinking about it more. You start tasting it more. And it just, it, it's too, it right. too, no, it makes you feel kind of gross. And it's in the sickly. End. You don't want to have too much of it. Exactly. Yeah. So I was, I would say like a very sweet Moscato, cheap Moscato. Mm, like what I was drinking tonight. So I think that that exactly. seems, that seems <laughs> fitting. Um, I 100% concur with that review. Thank you for your expertise. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> very useful. My expertise. <laughs> Your expertise, it's great. Um, okay, so last but not least, since we've we've come to the end, um, which is so sad, but we'll be back next week um, <laughs> to keep talking about this glorious it's book. the end of the road. Maybe we'll eventually figure out what's going on. It's taking so long. I can't believe we've read nine chapters and still don't know what the secret society is. I, I would love to know. I would love to be in on the secrets. And we haven't secrets. had Jared and Evelyn have a full conversation. <laughs> God, just let them sit down and work it out. I know. Just uninterrupted quality time. That's what they both need. Yeah. And I think that's both of their love languages, to be honest. So, like, let's just make that happen for them. Yeah. Um, it's fine, though. But we've come to the end of our time. So, feel free friends of the pod to reach out to us on social media through email give us your thoughts on our rambling discussions <laughs> or on the book itself or on other book suggestions um that you want us to read i also will personally commit to giving you book recommendations if you email me or tweet me asking for them um i should she will to that. force them on you so yep. that's i'll hit you over the head with a book <laughs> 
other good recommendations. I, I've never steered Julia wrong. I don't think. No. Maybe once. true. But only because you wouldn't, you refuse to get into the book and it's actually really good and it's your fault. Sorry. (laughs) And you know exactly what book I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. I had that book for like ages too. You had it for like six months. And you, maybe it wasn't the right time. Maybe I have to pick it up at a different time. I feel like books are very situational for me, you know? That's fair. I do think after doing more UX design stuff, reading an absolutely remarkable thing might be, and after all this podcast stuff, like, actually gets off the ground, I think it might be a better book for you to pick up because it's very graphic in a, not in, like, a, oh, that's graphic kind of way, but, like, very just, like, descriptive and Mm. this whole kind of, like, fake world it's like a dream world that kind of exists in the book where like everyone has shared dreams it's sci-fi right so like everyone has shared dreams um and they're all working to solve a common goal and they're using the internet to do that and so they come up with like really creative solutions to like solve puzzles and different clues and things using the internet and so I think that part of it would actually really interest you you just have to get to it (laughs) yeah okay i'll try it again it's not off my list it's still on my want to read list so i need to read the sequel i have it i just haven't had a chance to start it yet um okay so in terms of social media you guys should also follow us on the social media so we can stay in touch with you keep you updated on what's going on on the podcast and you can also just like chat with us about things we'll also probably post about different books that we're reading or like reblog things from our favorite authors um in ya and like just keep generally updated on the world of books um so if you want to follow us on instagram or facebook you can follow us at un at unnecessary angst pod um on twitter it's at un angst pod <laughs> We can't get this changed because Twitter has a character limit for its handles, so that's just what we have. I'm so sorry. So it's U-N-A-N-G-S-T pod. Un-angst pod. Um, And then you can also send us emails with longer sort of like thoughts about books that you're reading, books that you want us to read. Um thoughts about the concealed all that sort of stuff just your general thoughts on life we'll take that too it's fine i'll provide free therapy but it won't be real we need, so we need more friends yeah we just really want a lot of friends um also if you were already our friends we love you and we're not <laughs> ignoring you on purpose but we're just really bad at answering text messages we're sorry yes I, i'm number one at that you are but i was trying to make it a we thing so you didn't feel thank you out. thank you thank you <laughs> I'm actually great at I will answering take text messages. Yeah, you are. I will take like 24 hours to respond to a message and be like, nothing happened. <laughs> like, I did not take that much time to respond. But you can email us at un- unnecessaryangstpod at gmail.com and we will respond to all of your emails there. And I think we mentioned this in our intro, but... Um, once we kind of announce, like, what our next book is going to be on social media, stuff like that, uh, feel free to send in thoughts and comments about books that we will be reading um, in the future. 
And we will make sure that we screen the email so that the person who's supposed to be spoiler-free doesn't see any spoilers. So feel free to send any thoughts that you have about the books <laughs> um, as and when we let you know what the second book is, which hopefully we'll, we'll pick relatively soon um, and we'll keep you guys posted. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to add, Julia? Nope. I'm ready for sleep. <laughs> Sleep sounds great. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. And uh, happy reading. Thanks for and listening. Happy drinking. <laughs> oh, yes. That's very important. That latter is very important. They're, they're both important. Read and drink at the same time. It's very cathartic. We highly recommend it. But in bed and with, like, Christmas lights. I was going to say in a bathtub. <gasps> Ooh. I would be too afraid of ruining my books, though. Can listen to an audiobook. Oh, true. Except that I'm terrible at listening. No, you're bad at them. But like for normal people who like audiobooks, yes, you yes. can listen to an That's audiobook, true. drink a glass of wine, and sit in the bathtub. It's very cathartic. That sounds very adult of us. <laughs> I'll do it in my new house. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, good night. Or good morning. Good night. Good or day. Good morning. Or good afternoon. Good day. <laughs> good night. Good <night>. Ciao. <laughs> We're sorry. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>